The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. From ghosts to UFOs, are these figments of our psyche, or is there more to this world than we realise? My name is Benny Mac, and this is Paranormal Junkie. Welcome to Paranormal Junkie. I am, of course, Benny Mac. In today's episode, you join me and Sai having a very candid conversation about the paranormal. And we both share some personal stories. You will join us mid-conversation. Hope you enjoy it. So yeah, I'm like you, I've got opinions, but again, radio for me is theater of the mind is one of my uh one of the guys i used to look up to uh, american uh host called art bell uh he died back a fair few more than a few years ago now but he almost became like the this is back during the am radio days in the states uh for digital and all that he's from his house he syndicated a show all across america and that's insane to think because america's a big country but he he apparently started off in like the political side of things he would cover political events and then he started doing more paramor- paranormal stuff. Um, yeah, that's probably where I recognise the name from. Then I think they spoke likely, about yeah. this guy on maybe Talk is Jericho. Maybe I yes, think they, they spoke did, when, yes. when he died. I think that's they spoke right. about him. That's right. Yeah, they had a couple of. Yeah, I heard that episode. Um, it's a great episode. But um, I discovered him probably ten years prior before he passed away. But by then he'd been doing it since like ninety five. 94 maybe even 93 i don't know and i found some old shows but all the other ones i could find were stuff like he so his show used to be called coast to coast but the only show i could find that i could listen to over here in the uk was uh, ghost to ghost and he used to have people ring in and tell ghost stories now some of them you go yeah whatever but some of the people that tell the story so well either they're very good storytellers or they believe what they saw or experienced mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a fascinating, as you well know, for me, paranormal was quite a fascinating. I don't know. I'm on the fence with it, but it fascinates me because I don't know whether it's psychological, whether there's more to it. I have no idea. That's a different podcast. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Maybe we do that for nothing to show. Do a Halloween special or something. I have no idea. But um... yeah, I mean, I, 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 it's one of those things where I want to believe that sort of stuff. You know, I want it to be real. Same as UFOs and all that sort of stuff. I want it to be real, but I. I suppose I'm quite sceptical, maybe. I, I would try and think of any excuse or any other possibility no, yeah. as to what that is. And if you eliminate all of those and you're left with, okay, it was a ghost of some sort, then I'm okay because you've eliminated all the other options. No, of Do you course. know what I mean? It's yeah, kind of no, no, rubbish no, no. people's mindsets. I mean, my mum has seen a few things and <clears> I've got no reason in, in any way, shape or form to ever doubt anything my mum says. Yeah, you know. So when my mum talks about it, and the way she talks about it, I think to myself, "Well, that's legit. That has to, you know, because my mum wouldn't just spit yeah. yarn for the sake of it, you know." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've watched many shows, and there will be moments where I go, "Nice nah, talking shit or whatever," but I it takes a lot for me to be convinced. Um, but I mm. think it's a good psychological study. I guess is one way of looking at it because. 
I'll tell it another time, but uh, like you know, I I have done one ghost hunt in my life, and again, you've got to be very skeptical and very in the situation we're in. Every little bump, knock, crack, whatever, you might go, oh, there's a ghost. But there's people on TV that I've seen, mate, that have gone, somebody's seen something in the sky for argument's sake. These could be drones, man. You know, that would be my first thing. Mm. There's a lot of drones around these days. You mean in reference to, like, UFOs, you mean, yeah? Yeah, yeah, of course. Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because, obviously, you can get drones. You privately own drones now. Up to a certain size, you can fly it without a license. And now you have to have a license for big, you know, big ones for people that use it for filming and stuff. So, with regards to that as well, mind you. (laughs) And, again, I don't want to belittle anyone's thought process or beliefs or anything like that. But isn't it funny how when people talk about seeing these ufos or they've been abducted that's a, they get these stories about people being abducted and experiments done on them and all that sort of stuff yeah. it's never a high profile lawyer in manhattan it's never a <laughs> you know business partner a respectable businessman or anything like that yeah it's some um, gap-toothed country hick in the southern states who's probably married to his own sister Whoa. Wearing dungarees, he's been <laughs> guzzling moonshine for the last three months. And oh yeah, they picked me up and they stuck this bloody probe in my ass. And it, it's like, really? Do you know what I mean? It's, it, you're, you're going people... very, you're, you're very stere- you're going very stereotypical there. But I know what you mean. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, sometimes the people who tell the stories don't help themselves. You know. No, no, I get. That's what I mean. I'm not one that there is a TV show where I watched, and the guy's like, as soon as you saw this person goes, I saw this thing. And it looked weird, and blah blah blah. They explain it to these people, and the other two are like, "Okay, that well, that could be this, and that could be this." this guy's no, it's the government. It's a conspiracy theory. It's the Illuminati. And he like straightly <laughs> going. I'm like, I'm like, dude, fuck off, man. No, if you're going to approach this subject in any subject in life, you need to be like, right. Let's eliminate the things it could be, and if we've eliminated all those with. things, and see what we're left with, which is yeah. where I'm at as well. So yeah, well, this this nothing in the show has gone. Off the rails, really. I don't know. I don't know. That's a point, I guess. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it's you know, go on. The what the one that my mum told um, is it's kind of freaky, to be fair. Where my I? I don't know if I've ever spoke about it to you before, Benny, but it's where my nan lived in Gloucester. She's got a driveway, and there's room for a couple of cars there. Yeah. But my mum would always there's like a the turning before my nan's house is a little cul-de-sac, like a little dead end. Yeah, yeah. And my nan's mate lived in this cul-de-sac. And she had a driveway as well. But nobody parked on it. She didn't have a car. She's a very old lady and all this sort of stuff. So my mum would drive into the cul-de-sac, park her car outside this woman's house, and then walk to my nan's in case other people wanted to use the driveway and, and so on. And the little old lady would always be sat in the window knitting where her TV was and her armchair was. You could see her in the window in the front room. And she'd always wave at my mum and my mum would wave back and all this sort of stuff. I remember being a very little kid going around there and this little old lady waving to us and all that sort of stuff. Now, again, I'm going to sort of paraphrase this, but the way my mum explains it is for quite a while, there was the lady, she didn't see her. She popped around to my nan's. It used to be twice a week and then sort of went to once a week for a while and so on. But each time she used to see her. But then for a long period, she didn't see her. And then the one occasion she turned up, the woman was back in the window. And there was a man stood next to her, um, sort of, I don't know, in, in his 20s, my mum said, quite a big fella. Okay. Uh, and he was, having a, he was having a cup of tea just looking out the window. And the little old lady was sat doing her knitting in the, in the window again. 
And my mum was like, oh, I haven't seen her for ages. So she waved and the, the, the lady didn't respond. But the fella kind of waved back a bit sheepishly, like, oh, yeah, hello. Like, and who then are my mum went thing? into my mum went into my nan's and she went in she was you know said hello to to my nan and said oh i saw i, I don't know the lady's name because again i, yeah, I was okay. very very young yeah. but she said oh you know i saw doris or whatever today and not seen her for a, a good few months and there was a man in the window and he, he waved back but he looked a bit weird because he has, i don't know who he is i've not seen him before and my mum basically my, my nan basically turned around to sue which is my mum's name doris died three months ago wow three months so that's why she hadn't seen her, this lady for ages. And it turns out that the person in the window was the new owner of the house. So my mum was parked in front of this person's house, seen the old lady, waved. This bloke waved back like, who the bloody hell is this crazy woman waving to me getting out of that car? Yeah. But the, the, the little old lady who used to do her knitting at the window that my mum swears blind hands down was there, sat there doing her knitting and so on. Um, she'd been dead for months. See, man, like over the years, I've listened to so many stories, and yours is like almost like a. I'm not going to say stereotypical, but it it is almost because that's that's in, so for three months. So she hadn't seen her for a while. So she hadn't seen her for what three yeah. months, two months, or I, I don't know the exact time frame. Yeah, okay. she was she was still parking, and again, like I said, she used to go around to my nan's on on set days in the week, and she would park in the same place. Wow. Um, and always wave at the lady. Lady would always wave back because she recognised her as being my nan's daughter, her her friend's daughter, my mum. And then she didn't see her for yonks. Never thought to mention it. Then when she did see her, she was like, oh yeah, I, I saw such and such. I haven't seen her for a while. And my nan was like, well, she's been dead for months. So that's why she hasn't seen her for so long. And then the guy in the window waving back was the new owner of the house that this lady had oh, passed wow, away okay. So yeah. Did she tell the fella that what she saw? Or did I she don't not? think so. Oh, wow, because how do you explain that to somebody, man? Yeah. Oh, by the way, when you were waving at me with a cup of tea the other day, there was a there was a dead lass in your house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> well, yeah, but man, imagine talking to him a week later and going, "Yeah, uh, I waved the other day," and he's like, probably like, "Yeah, I remember." And then like, but did, did you see the old lady in your house? He's like, and then if he said what, and then he'd be like, "Okay, fair enough." But imagine if he not long after turned around after she waved, and you know, after your mum's gone. He turns around and sees this woman sat in that chair, and he like chokes on his freaking tea or something. You know, that'd be what the mm. fuck is going on? There, yeah. that, honestly, mate, that that story uh, again. Uh, like I said, I, ever since I was a kid, it's always fascinated me. So, but um, yeah, I've heard so many stories that are similar, or we've had um, one. I heard was really uh, it was quite a sweet story, really. But the guy used to, a, little, a young lad and his dad used to do like a paper round, and this was in the states. I can't remember where. Um, and he always used to pet the dog in the little, you know, like where you have like a, you have like a, was it an extension where you have you like a, where you go through the door and you might put your milk in there or the paper there and the actual door oh, to the house. Little, what, going out the front of the house, you mean? Like yeah, a porch, yeah. Like a por- yeah, porch. Yeah, porch. That's the word yeah, I was okay. looking for. Yeah. Um, and the dog always used to be sort of led there and he, he was a friendly dog, little like, uh, I say little big German sort of shepherd type thing. And uh, apparently this lad would always say hello to the dog and stroke it, put the paper down and leave. And, like your story, a couple of weeks went by and he didn't see the dog. And about two weeks later, they're delivering a the paper. This time, the owner happened to be, he saw them and waited for them until, you know, he think he could hand in the paper. And the lad said, oh, oh, where's your dog? Where's, I can't remember the dog's name because where's your dog? And he goes, oh, he died like three weeks ago or whatever it was. Or, so there are so Fuck. many stories 
and he'd seen the dog prior to that, but the dog had actually passed away like weeks prior. So he yeah. didn't see it for a couple of weeks, and all of a sudden he saw it. Then he didn't see it again, and then the owner said, "Well, actually, he passed away like two weeks ago or something like that." And it's just like there are so many stories that you've just you know you've just shared with us, which I appreciate. Um, like that, that's it. That's insane, man. That's, I've got an animal one as well, actually. Now you, now you bring that up. Um, when <coughs> I was very little my parents they've always had animals i mean even even now talk, talking now you know that they've got chickens and, and greyhounds and loads of you know, pond full of fish and koi and all they've always had animals growing up they had they've always had a dog or a couple of dogs but then they always had cats as well and my mum at one point used to actually breed cats and and go to like cat shows and and, and so on and win awards and all all this sort of stuff right and one of the earliest cats i can remember so like one of the the earliest cats they would have had that i can remember in my lifetime being very little was a cat called tang and i loved tang because he was a scrapper he only had one eye and he was one of these that if you heard cats fighting you knew it was him beating the shit out of another cat in the, in the neighborhood <laughs> sort of thing you know right. he, he, only had, he lost an eye in a fight and he, he lived till he was god knows how old like 20 20 he lived a proper <laughs> long life for, the, for a cat I have, I've honestly, mate, before you go on, I've li- literally, the amount of times when well, I used to live in my mum's house, the amount of times I've woken up at 2, 3 a.m. in the morning and the cats are fighting in the distance. Yes. It is quite, when you've just woke up, it's quite like bone curdling, like what blood oh, curdling. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, and then you realize, and then your brain goes, that was a cat. And you go, okay, cool. Because <laughs> it is quite but, freaky sometimes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and Tang, again, like I said, he lived till he was very, very old for a cat. So I, I swear he was in his, he was 20, 21, something like that. And he all of a sudden just got very poorly. And it was old age. He, he was he was on his way out, basically. And it got to the point where he wasn't moving freely. So they put a bed in the back room and he, he would lie in this bed and he had a water bowl next to his bed. So he wouldn't have to get up and do anything. He, and he was at this point in his life where he couldn't... Uh, I say that you can probably hear my dog barking. In the <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> Ronnie, shut up. <laughs> and um, you know, he he wouldn't get up to go to the toilet or anything like that. So he he'd, he'd make a mess because again, like I said, his body was failing. He was a very old boy, and uh, my parents used to go and see him in the back room and fuss him, and he he wouldn't move. And he was basically it was a case of these are the last few days. We're waiting for him to go. He yeah. wouldn't move out of this bed. And he wasn't in pain because they took him to the vets and so on. They, and the vet advised just let, wait for him to go. If you think he's suffering, bring him back and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, he, was, he, was, he wasn't in pain. He was just on his way out. He was a very old, tired boy. My mum went to see the cat. I think it was my mum. might have been my dad. Well, use my mum as the example. I can't remember exactly which one it was. My mum went to see Tang and sort of stroked him, fussed him, topped his water bowl up. And he looked very weak. And, you know, it was obviously not going to be long, shall we say. Yeah. She then went upstairs to go to the bathroom. When she came out it, in my parents' house, when you leave the the bathroom, when you when you leave the, the toilet, the the door opens out literally onto the virtually the top of the stairs, and Tang ran past her, which was crazy because he hadn't moved for days and he was very weak and very you know. Yeah. Tang ran past her, so my mum was like, "Well, that's fucking strange." Went downstairs <laughs> and he was dead. Oh no! So that. And again, you know, she doesn't talk, doesn't bring up these stories freely because I don't know if she worries about people mocking her or yeah, no, her I get that. whatever. But the fact that she, when she does explain it, it's 
to me that, that that's real that that happened i've got no you know my mum wouldn't make this stuff up and it's mad how these things do pop as like you said benny are quite quite similar it must be something uh, yeah it, it's, it's it's to uh, make it a reoccurring theme if that makes sense yeah well the story you told about her seeing the lady knitting and stuff in the house to hear i've heard several stories from this country um australia america so is uh, this is why i find it so fascinating is it is there something going on here we don't know and we can't quite figure it out yet or is it some sort of mental somehow we're linked mentally i've i've not this i don't know what the answer is but obviously there's mm. a lot of theories thrown around it's this it's that um this again this is why i'm on the fence i'm not settled with any one theory um but uh man that's a that's a that's a great story um wow i got goosebumps on the old lady when i tell you that I sat there behind yeah, the fella that's it, creepy think about it, it's, it's quite freaky and it is yeah. that thing of I, I wasn't there but can you imagine being i mean my mum has always believed in these kind of things and i think that goes a long way as well if you're kind of open-minded to that sort of stuff i think people are sensitive to it aren't they i think some people are yeah and psychics i always struggle with but i think some people are very perceptive we'll leave it at that but um yes i'm always open i'm not and i don't want to diss anybody's profession and that's not what that's not my intent but i i find it i struggle to believe psychics but then you see some people who say these things and you're like how do they know this? I mean, mm. have they been set up? I don't know. Or I think some people are, I mean, you can look at somebody sometimes and you can, maybe it's the way they carry themselves. Maybe it's the way they dress. Maybe it's the way they talk, but you can kind of go, Oh, you're that kind of person. So, and you're to that tent. You could be right, but does that make you psychic? I don't know. I think maybe, I just think some people are a lot more perceptive or even like yeah. you said, open to the possibility. Whereas I find it fascinating maybe for another time, but I've had a couple of, I've only really had one that I've gone, huh? I don't. And if it was just me, I could wash it off. But the fact that um, my brother was with me and he said something first makes me go, oh, so I don't know. And that's the best. I say I'm on the fence, people. I don't know. I'm open to the possibility of a lot of things. Um, seeing is believing, though. Definitely. 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell it. I've not told anyone <laughs> this other than my wife. Okay, I'm not forcing you to do this. If you don't want to, we can move on. It's up no, to no, you. it's fine. No, I, I've got, I've got. You know, I'm, I'm not ashamed to tell the story. Okay. It's more so that I don't understand, and that's kind of where it fries my mind a bit. Okay. Um, when I before I met my wife, not before I met her, I've known her since we were 16, but before yeah. we we got together as a couple. I was maybe 20, 21, something like that. And I was staying in a friend's house. He worked away. And I was staying in his house with my girlfriend at the time, looking after his property. And there was an old lady next door called Sylve. And these houses were, you know, the same sort of area as my parents. Big old place and and big, big house, massive gardens, lovely, lovely, lovely area. And... Syl was, you know, lovely old lady, but she couldn't get a bike much because she was literally that. She was an old lady. And she had this massive garden. And I used to go around and cut the grass for her and then cut the hedge and, and do bits and bobs for whatever she wanted, needed, needed me to do. And she'd chuck us a few quid cash, buy me and my girlfriend 20 cigarettes when she went to the shop. 
uh, and and give us money for a case of beer for that weekend. And that was just kind of the arrangement. I didn't expect anything. I, I enjoyed helping her out. She was a lovely lass, like I said, but that was kind of the thing. She'd buy cigarettes, beer, and give, give us a few quid cash so we could, you know, at least have a drink and stuff on the weekends. Sylv passed away. Now, I, I didn't know this. Me and, the, me and this girl had split up, and I'd not seen her for a very long time. Uh, and she rang me out the blue at work and said, oh, I know you don't want to speak to me because we didn't part on the best of terms. Uh, I, I literally answered her on the phone like, what? That sort of thing, you know? And she's like, look, I know you don't want to speak to me, but I got to pass a message on. Sylv passed away yesterday. And I was like, oh, shit. And I was pretty gay because, like I said, she was a lovely lass. And we spent a lot of time talking to her and all this. And it must have been four, five years later. We were living in the house I'm in now with my wife. So it must have been a good few years later. She walked through the hallway in my house. And I swear now, hand on my heart, Again, I, I don't know whether I was falling asleep and it was she was just in my mind and it my mind was playing tricks on me. I don't know whether I've been watching a scary movie. I, I can't explain the scenario. But yeah. I was sat on the sofa in my front television. Something out the corner of my eye made me look. I turned and where I sit, the doorway into my hallway is, is open. I took the door off because there's not enough room for it. Basically, it's like an open walkway. Yeah, yeah. And this person walked through my hallway. And it was Sylv. 100 percent for years. 100%. You looked at her and you were like, that's 100 percent I can guarantee wow. I can I could even tell you now exactly what she was wearing. But she'd been dead for years. And I'd never even lived in I didn't even know this address existed. Never mind moved in here when Seal wow. passed away. So that must be something in my mind, as opposed to I, I don't know. I don't know. Wow. But it freaked me the fuck out, mate. <laughs> It scared me, I'm not going to lie. It did scare me. Because of the relationship Simon had with Sylv, could this be an attachment? Could she be watching over him? And I also asked Sai, why has he never shared this story before? Um, like I said, I've, not told, I've not told anyone that other than my wife. Because wow. I can't explain it. And I think it makes me sound a bit silly. And no, I, I see. I, it may be I've to some no people. Reason. I've got no reason to be frightened. Because she was a lovely lady. But it freaked me out. See, with hauntings in general, see, for me, I mean, again, don't. I'm not a fucking expert, mate. I'm just somebody who's interested in the field and based on what I've watched and observed over the years on different things. And you sometimes, like I said, I sit there and go, bollocks, bollocks. Ooh, <laughs> that's quite interesting. I wonder if it was X, because you're not there. You can't debunk it. You can't, like, if we ever yeah. did a ghost hunt together, mate, I'd, like, I'd love to do this, by the way. I'd love to get a kit together and we just, you know, do our own shit and film it, and maybe it can be a thing on SGP eventually. Like Mate, that sounds brilliant, but I would be shit because I'd be fucking terrified. The no, whole but it'd be good though. You say that it'd be good though, and we have radios and we say my brother would be up for it as well. He could be like a tech guy for us, and be me, you, and him. It'd be fucking amazing. I've always wanted to do it. It's just having the money and the time. Yeah, sounds, sounds brilliant. Uh, man, yeah. If you want to do it, I will fucking one hundred percent. We'll get that in there. But um, my point is the way you've described that. I like you said you were dozing. Maybe, mm. maybe because there is a chemical that releases in the brain for when you when you're dozing off, so you don't act out your dreams, so you don't swing for people. Mm. Um, sometimes this chemical can be released too soon, which means you are kind of awake, but you're almost in a dream state. Okay, so it could be that, or it could be like a residual thing where some people believe that residual hauntings are not as in a sense of something that's intelligent, but it's. It's a moment in time that replays. 
So what would be interesting to know would be to whether she ever knew anybody lived in that house, whether she um, lived there <laughs> for some strange reason, I don't know why, or somehow because you think of her fondly, she just kind of like, there I am, see you later, to sort of like, I don't know, it's, uh, you know. Yeah, it's the placement of, I mean, if I was, if I was in my mate's house. Yeah. Or in her ha- old house. Or even in the shop over the road, because she she used to, we we used to tell her off because we were like, no, cigarettes are expensive. We'll buy our own facts, you know. Yeah, yeah of but course. She used to take herself off to the shop to buy mm. us a pack of twenty each as a thank you, and we'd tell her off for it, but she wouldn't stop. So if, even if I saw her in the shop, it would make sense because of where they are, the location, yeah. you know. Yeah. But here, but I in was your like, own home. The, but... the more I think about it, the more I'm like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. Any, I mean, I don't want to make you dwell on it by any stretch. I don't want to freak you out. Anything else in the house since you've been there? I saw an arm. An arm? An arm, yeah. I saw, and this is, um, uh, this was in daytime. I was sat at my computer and, um, where my back room is. Yeah. The the kitchen is, it's not open plan, but it's a very small house. And the back room in the kitchen, a kind of one room, just with a partition that goes across, like a wall that probably comes up to about like yours and mine kind of shoulder level. Yeah, okay. And the wife was against that wall doing the washing up, so she could see me. And to the side of me, I could see her. And then this, there was just this arm by my shoulder on the, on the opposite side to where my wife was. And it was a case of, I, I'm, I'm wide awake, I'm just... I'm, on my computer, I don't know if I was writing or at the time or what. I'm not sure. Yeah. But I literally, I literally went, "What the fuck's that?" And it was gone. Wow. Okay. And Mate. the wife was like, "What the fuck was what?" I went, "There's a fucking arm there." Wow. Okay. But, now the wife didn't see anything. She was washing up. See, but she obviously saw my reaction and was like, "That how I reacted was odd." Yes. If that yeah. Makes sense, you know. I've got a thought in my head, but uh, yeah, in terms of my experiences, mate, I've never seen, I've seen video footage that doesn't make sense, but mm. personally, only two things in my life that I've gone, and one especially, the fact that my brother reacted before me was like, what the fuck was that? And, um, um, but, um, so I did, I actually did a ghost hunt in uh, about 2015, I want to say, towards the end of okay. 2015. And it was a local group that were doing it. They were called Paranormal Britain Team or something like that. Um, and they charge people enough just to pay for the venue. They don't want to, they don't, they're not charging you like an extra 10, 15 quid just so they can make a bit of money off it. They want people to come along with them to help so they can actually investigate these places without spending a lot of money, you know? So they get, invite people to come. But say they get 10 people, that means that's an equal share of, to pay for the venue for the night. And this was the Savoy, Savoy Theatre in Monmouth. And I'd love to go back there. Um, so we got a tour round. We got... Um, um, and we got to look around. There's dressing rooms at the back where the theatre is and all that kind of stuff. But then you... Um, pardon me. You go to... We sat then down in like the, in the theatre bit where you look at the stage. Now, this place is used for theatre and cinema. So it has like a screen that comes down. The screen wasn't down, but it was a stage. Now, we're sat off to the left, and behind us, I'm sat to my brother. Um, I'm sat facing him, so I'm looking right, and he's looking left at me. In my peripheral, I can see the doors at the back where you come through the lobby. Two or okay. three times, I saw what I believe somebody walking past the door, and if they were going up the stairs there. And I'm thinking, ghost, or I'm thinking because of where I am, I'm overly sensitive to 
everything. Like I said earlier, you know, a little pin drops and you go, oh, what was that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and all that kind of shit. And I'm like, nah, it's nothing. This happened four times. And the guy said, look, if anything happens, even if it sounds silly, just let us know and we'll try and recreate it or we'll try and find out what it was. So they can debunk it or prove it or whatever. Fine. So we go. This didn't really freak me out as much, but we went up to the bar area, which is where the lobby is as well, where you can buy your sweets and your drinks and all that shit. Okay. It's me, Phil, and my brother. Now, Phil's got the camera. You can't see me and Nathan's, but I can 100% assure you, me and Nathan were nowhere near the bar. But obviously, that, that you take my word for it. Obviously, other people watching that are going to be like, what well, is one of them lads doing it? And that's fine. I understand that. I've watched so many TV shows. <laughs> and I get it. Yeah. Um, so Phil's like saying, you know, is anybody here? You know, which, and then he gets a call on the radio and says, oh, uh, one of the lads think they saw Corner of the Eye Phenomenon. They're not sure, but we're just having a quick little moment up here. And we're talking. Phil says something, could you move something? Or I said, could you move something on the bar? Now, when it happened, I heard a clink, which is like two glasses, wine glasses or glasses, come, mainly wine glasses, I would say, based on the sound, coming together. And we went, oh. And then Phil went, okay, thank you, spirits. And I'm like, really? That was just that? Played the video footage back, and it actually went clink, clink. It actually clinked twice, and we couldn't figure out where or how or why it did it. So, okay, that's a bit strange. Right. Later on, uh, much later on, this is about 2, 3, 2, 2.30 in the morning, me and my brother in one of the dressing rooms by ourselves. I've got my old iPhone 4. That's how long ago it was. Um, and I've got it on record. Now, in the room, as, you're looking, as you walk through the room, as you walk through the door, your left and your right, you've got mirrors along the wall and one at the one way, so you see yourself in the mirror. Um, so it's like a mirror going all the way around, apart from where you walk in. So we're sat on chairs. I'm facing the doorway. My brother's facing me. I put my phone down. I've hit record, and I put my phone down face down to try and limit the light in the room. And it's recording, but you can see the light coming off the screen because it's one of them old phones. And in, yeah. each, in each mirror, you can see the light reflecting from both sides. Um, my brother sat opposite me, and I'm sat with my hands on my like on my legs, and he's doing the same. And we're talking. We've asked a few questions. Nothing's really happened. I look to my right, and what this is what creeps me out is that I see a shadow go past me. But not only does it go past me, it blanks out the light on my phone, which either means it was on my right or it was walking past me on my left, which it couldn't have because there's a table there. But mm. whether there was a table there in the in, in the recent past. I have no idea, because you seeing a woman walking through somewhere, I don't know whether that area used to be a field, whether, do you know what I mean? It could be residual. Yeah. So just because you see somebody walk through a wall, there may not have been a wall then, if that makes sense, if it's residual. Yeah, yeah, I'll get it. Yeah? I see this thing go past, and it blanks out the phone light for a second and goes, and I'm like, oh. And I didn't say anything, but in my head I went, okay. And, for <laughs> the, in the mo- and bear in mind, this happened so quick, I went, okay. And my brother went, did you move? And I went, no, why? I swear someone just walked past us. And the fact that I didn't say anything to him or go like, oh shit, or anything like that, in my head I went, what the fuck? Yeah, but you didn't react, so he's no. not, he's not reacting I did, to your mate, reaction. He's my, reacting to something else. Yeah, my hands were on me and his hands were on him. And I t- I, the only thing I did was turn my head right. There was no way where the phone was that my head I know my head's big but it would not blank out it, it wouldn't be like someone walking past me you know um, that's the, and even my brother who isn't someone who's very enthusiastic about things in general he was like I'd love to do that again so even he was like I want to do that again he's not sure either but we, he went what was that and he said and I said what did you see and he said somebody walked past us but the fact if I was by myself I would say probably because I'm getting tired but the fact that my brother reacted to it before I had a chance to say anything 
creeps yeah, me out. Creeps it's me not out. just you, is it? That's the thing. That's the big yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what it was. And again, is it mentally linked because we're brothers in some sort of way? Or is it something more sinister? Thank you very much for listening to Paranormal Junkie. If you have a story that you'd like to share with us or just follow the show, get in contact at UK on Twitter. Thank you very much, and we'll see you again soon.